Let's begin now. All right. It's another par Wednesday. We got him in the we got him in the house, got him locked in. There's just a few a few nervous nuggets that we got to get we got to get developed. There's a whole lot of game left and it's going to be a nail biter. From 20 points to to 9 points. The Greek freak. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay. Here's what we need. Grant Pete Dusty. Donovan Mitchell needs 26. We need 20 points from Donovan Mitchell still. Giannis needs 28. He's got 19. Bobby Portis needs eight rebounds. He's got four. Brooke Lopez needs 11 points. He's got three. Grayson Allen needed to hit one three. He hit it. We're not halfway there, but we're close to halfway there. 40 to 49, Cleveland Bucks. Let's do this. I love Wednesdays. You know what I don't love? Bad luck. And I don't know what I did to Mother Nature. I feel like I'm one with Mother Nature. I feel like we get along, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do a lot of things for Mother Nature. I don't litter. I will say this. I don't know why. But I hardly ever do Cody and Gold show. Hardly ever do I do Cody and Gold show. My lucky ass gets to do it tomorrow from 10 to 2 with Cody Tapp. I looked at the weather and I thought to myself, maybe it'll start by the time I get there. And by the time I get out of the show, it'll be done. No chance, Mother Nature said. It's one of those moments where you kind of have that, oh, God, moments. That was me last night. They said the toughest part of the day will be between 3 a.m. and 9 a.m. I'm going to leave my house at 7 a.m. Very excited. I feel like my entire drive here will look like I will be in the Millennium Falcon, which it is what it is at that point. Nothing I can do about it. Just drive smart. I don't know how many of you are worried about it. Probably none. Been living in Missouri for a while. But uh, but here we are. Just firmly excited about this weather. And the other thing that I find very interesting, because I've seen a lot of this, mostly on social media this week, is... Chiefs fans randomly getting tickets to the game on Saturday. I don't think there's any randomness about it. I think, personally, there are people out here trying to play Santa Claus in a sneaky way. Hey, I got two tickets to the Chiefs game on Sunday. I'll give them to you 50 bucks total. Saturday, I mean. I think personally, and maybe I'm wrong, 913-586-7610. Maybe I'm wrong. 
But I really think you've got to either be psychotic or you're taking advantage of a really cheap game this Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, they'll see the games on Saturday to go to a Chiefs game. Now, I'll tell you this. I do believe, I do believe that if you sit on the home side of the field, that's where the sun is, if the sun is shining. But I think you got to be psychotic or you just have to be taking really good advantage of going to a Chiefs game where you know everybody's going to play late in the season. You skip it out on Christmas Eve events. You don't got to do family stuff. And now you get to just kind of go to the game, bundle up. Maybe it's not your first rodeo. You've done this before. Cold as hell. By the way, breaking news. Seven Chiefs have been announced to the Pro Bowl. Seven. Those Chiefs are Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Tommy Townsend, three offensive linemen. You ready for them? Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney. It is a first-time Pro Bowl visit for Townsend, Humphrey, and Joe Tooney. Boy, oh boy, I can already see it coming. The uh, the tweets coming in or the texts coming in about Orlando Brown making the Pro Bowl. Back-to-back years, right, for the Chiefs? Pro Bowl offensive lineman, Orlando Brown. Also a special teamer who's been in the news lately. Interesting. Yeah. Got to love that. Tommy Townsend, Pro Bowl punter. That's really going to make Dustin Colquitt uh, shiver, I would think. I would think Colquitt would probably feel a little a little hesitant about seeing that name come up. Again, I don't know what, what his problem is. I'm just, just reporting. Um, but good for Creed. Good for Creed. Seems like a well, uh, a well-deserved feat for that man. So Saturday, there will be two Pro Bowl quarterbacks on the field, Geno Smith and Patrick Mahomes. In fact, Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith has been named to the first Pro Bowl of his career in his 10th season. And by reaching that Pro Bowl and throwing 20 touchdowns this season, Geno Smith has earned a $500,000 incentive. Seems like somebody's going to get paid this offseason. Where does Geno Smith end up? Indianapolis. Ironically, back in Denver. Not back in, but in Denver. But seven Kansas City Chiefs Pro Bowls announced. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen lead the way for quarterbacks um, on the AFC side. The NFC side, I believe, is Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, and some other guy. I didn't see the other guy. I know it's Hurts, Cousins, and I know in the AFC it's Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. But again, this game Saturday, Christmas Eve, I really don't know how to explain it. I don't know if you're one of those types of Chiefs fans where weather is obsolete, doesn't matter what it is, you're still going. Maybe you're one of those lucky fans like Alex Gold that has a club-level seat. You can just chill. Um, But I, I don't think I would ever go to a game like this. The kickoff temperature, I believe, is like 7 or 8. The wind chill is 
somewhere around the negative teens, 11, 12, 13. Your Pro Bowl receivers, by the way, NFC side, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin. Your AFC side, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. I know what you're talking about, though, Dusty, about the, the secret Santas being not so so giving. It's kind of a scumbag mentality. Well, we got – this happened to me probably about 10 years ago mm-hmm. when the Chiefs played the Titans yeah. in a similarly cold game. The wind chill was like zero minus six or something. Do you remember this game? Yeah. Where they came back and kicked a field goal was Ryan Suckup. Yeah. And I, so we got tickets super cheap for that game, so I convinced my dad to go. We went to the game. The game was awful. It was cold. We lost. My dad said if I ever ask him to go to a game that cold, he'll he'll tell me no way. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the coldest games I've been to. Um, I think the Jim Harbaugh game when the Colts beat the Chiefs, that game was freezing cold. I think there was still like ice like wedged in the seat. The Andrew Luck Colts playoff game where it snowed the night before, it was clearly brutal, like you had mentioned. Um, And then not only that, I think that this game Saturday is indeed one of those games where there's a lot of people that either have season tickets, got tickets, and they're just like, you know what, the hell with this game. I'll, I'll dish them off. I know somebody will go. I know somebody will pay a cheap price for these. I don't care what kind of money I make back. I'll just put it into the bank account, cover up like maybe two gifts that I got my my family this year for Christmas, but I'm not going anywhere near that stadium on Saturday. But I guarantee you it's a packed house. I guarantee you it is absolutely nuts. I thought we were being slick getting cheap tickets. I thought it was like a steal. Like, no. Oh, but it's not. It's really not. You got to look behind the grand scheme of things. There's some guy saying, hey, man, I'll give them to you for half face value. It's the Seahawks. You see DK Metcalf. You can see Geno Smith in his great season. You'll see all the starters. Oh, that sounds like a great deal. N- until you see the weather. Until you see the temperature. Maybe, maybe I'm weak. Maybe I'm soft. And I own that. But to me, there is no better place on the face of the earth to watch this game Saturday than on the, on the comforts of my couch or in a, in a lazy boy chair because there is no way in hell that I'd be outside for more than two and a half hours to watch that game. Now, I get it. You can you can gear up. You can thermal up. You can hand warm her up. It just seems like one of those games where it's it's a hard pass uh, for me to attend when the temperature for that game is going to literally be 17 is the high. Is there any age when a wee Dusty Likens would have considered going to the game? 21. Just getting ripped before? Yeah. Because yeah. what I'd do is I would I would think of I would think of science, and I would sit in the car and have the heater running so that my blood level <laughs> would be warm. So then I wouldn't just like because this happened to me before. This is a true story. Then I know we got to get to a break, and some breaking news by the Chiefs. But I went to the Ravens game. I believe it was a playoff game when Jamal Charles took it to the house, and then the Ravens end up like smacking the the spit out of the Chiefs the rest of the game. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it wasn't a playoff game. I thought it was. I yeah. thought Baltimore came here. That tracks. And, yeah, I think they came like here 10, and played. Yeah, like a wild card game. And it was so cold. And we were, and I was, I think, 22. And we were, you know, shoveling, you know, lights down our throat. We were smashing brews, not paying for food because it was too expensive. But, you know, $18 beers were fine. And I didn't drive. Uh, we had a sober driver that game, which was fantastic. And as we got on I-70 
and past Raytown exit, the heat kicked on, and I got absolutely jellied. I mean, it, I'd never felt anything like it before in my life, but I was like, the whole game, I'm like, man, I'm only like 22, and I'm hanging out with these guys that are like in their 30s, that are like all coworkers. like, this is fun, I can't believe this is going on, I, I'm holding my own, and then the heat hit my blood, and it was just like, I turned into the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. Like, it's just, it was over. I'd never felt anything like it, and cold games scared the living hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, I have thermal wear. Somebody says, so you're telling me, you're telling us, Dusty, that you don't have some sort of thermal, uh, oh, werewolf. Okay, you're going to the werewolf thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look, 03 season Chiefs versus Lion, coldest, iciest game I've ever attended, gave me vertigo. Um, yeah. You don't need to tell me I don't have a thermal werewolf costume that you can wear. I won't wear a wolf costume to a Chiefs game the rest of my life. Some certain fan has absolutely uh, ruined that. So, yeah, I would advise no one to wear a uh, wolf's costume uh, to the Chiefs game for obvious reasons. But, again, seven Chiefs uh, named to the Pro Bowl. Seven Kansas City Chiefs. Those Chiefs are Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek oh, Tyreek Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Tommy Townsend, and Joe Tooney. Three offensive linemen, the two obvious offensive players in Kelsey Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Tommy Townsend, the special teamer, uh, makes it a little bit sweeter this week. But I will say this. They said you need a wide receiver one, which means it's more defensive. Defensive. That's more, more defensive for me to say that Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, Dusty Likens with you, Grant Nicholson with you until 9 o'clock tonight. And then I think both of us are getting the hell out of here putting on the PJs, the, the, the thermal socks, sleeping with the, the long sleep. Can it get too cold to where you, you don't sleep in shorts or naked? I think Grant sleeps naked. I could be wrong. Um, somebody says on the 75, I think they're referencing the game I'm talking about. The coldest game I went to uh, at Arrowhead was 2010 Ravens game. Freezing cold and we got our ass kicked. Um... Yeah, man. I was there. It was not fun. It was uh, it was terrible. By the way, out of the NFC and the AFC, this is a random on-the-spot question, Grant. Which receiving core are you taking? Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase? Uh, going with the AFC. Okay. You get Chase Adams and Tyreek Hill. That's like three of the top five. Yeah. Pro Bowl tight ends are George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson. AFC is Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. AFC for sure. Yeah, you're not going anywhere else there. Um, I always love Tyreek Hill, of course, 11 minutes ago has a tweet. Since the Pro Bowl not tackle, let's move to the middle of the season like the NBA. Fair. Also, you do that 
everybody can play in it. It's not an awful idea until yeah. one person gets injured and then they nix it forever. Yeah, and there's a blown ACL. But it gives you, like, most of the guys a bye week. Aren't they going back to, like, the traditional stuff this year? I thought I read something or saw something like that where they were going to start uh, giving, like, more of the old school. Like, because that's what I want. Like, I want the quarterbacks to the throwing competitions, but not the ones they do today where there's, like, the moving tar. I want the quarterbacks to, like, the, the furthest throw. Like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, who can throw it the furthest in the debate. I think Burrow obviously finishes third, but again, in case you missed it, seven Pro Bowlers announced by the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Chris Jones, Tommy Townsend. Uh, your starters as of right now, Mahomes, Kelsey, Humphrey, Townsend. So there you go. So, yeah, your NFC quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith. Your AFC quarterbacks are Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. A um, lot of talk lately because the MVP thing is heating up. It's uh, it's getting to one of those. Um, it's getting to one of those points now where we're starting to just make up narratives. And, and, and maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I have money on it. Maybe I'm biased because I... I do um, a Kansas City sports show. But, I mean, if I'm, if I'm for real, I really uh, I don't understand this take um, by Joy Taylor. They don't want to give Jalen no, Hurts this MVP. I think you're right. They don't. They don't want to give him the MVP. So if Gardner Minshew goes out with a great team around him and has a nice performance against the Cowboys and wins – because the Eagles are better than the Cowboys right now. So it's entirely possible. They're going to use that as an excuse for why it's really the team around him, which is the conversation that's already been started. We had it all last week, and it's not really Jalen. Because let's be, let's be fair about that. Not fair. Let's be honest about this. Any other team that was 13-1 and one at this point in the season, we would not be discussing if the quarterback of that team was a legitimate MVP. Absolutely. And in the coming years... I plan on being right here, <laughs> and I will remind all of you when there is another good team with a quarterback who has a record like this that he can't be the MVP because it has to be the team around him. And I don't want to hear that it's what he's done before that makes him the MVP even if the team around him is great because that's what we're doing. If I'm at home, I'm confused. So, I'm con so let's say this. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is having an incredible season. He's the best quarterback in the league. If he had the team that Jalen Hurts has, which he practically does, there are only – really, you can argue only the defense is the gap between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. I have the rankings right here. The, re the real gap, you can argue, is they have a better defense, which they do. They have the second-best defense in the league, the right. Philadelphia Eagles do. If next year the Chiefs have the second-best defense and Patrick Mahomes looks like this – they're going to give the MVP to Patrick Mahomes, as they should. No doubt. Because yep. he's the MVP. And let them be 13-1, and one, there won't even be a question. He wouldn't have to finish the season. They don't want to give Jalen Hurts this MVP. Why? So I have many questions, and I have a lot of responses. One, who is they? Who is they that doesn't want to give Jalen Hurts the MVP? Why don't they, who is a fictitious person, why do they not want to give Jalen Hurts the MVP? Right. I can go to several times in awards where guys have been great and they haven't won the MVP. For instance, go look at baseball. Mike Trout. 
there are years where Mike Trout's numbers have been insanely great. But Mike Trout missed 35 games, 40 games. Didn't win the MVP. Runner-up, didn't win MVP. What was the deciding factor? Well, this guy played more games. The other question that I have is, where are you getting your stats that say that both teams are as equal, it's just the defense is different? Um, That's not true. Because Jalen Hurts has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith. He has two stud wide receivers, a clear cut wide receiver one and a clear cut wide receiver two, who was a wide receiver one as a rookie. So that is concerning to me as well. And the thing that I don't understand, and I don't get, is the fact that you look at Patrick Mahomes' stats this year, right? And you look at this sort of development that has happened throughout the last couple years, which is getting a wide receiver one has developed quarterbacks to become better and built that confidence and maybe made their career take a jump. And I truly believe that. And Courtney Cronin on Twitter, um, who's a Chicago Bears reporter who is doing this to kind of indicate what the Bears could do next year to help Jalen Hurts. Because the Bears have a pretty good, not Jalen Hurts, but what they can do for Justin Fields. And before the Eagles got A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts, and before the Dolphins traded for Tyreek Hill to aid to his development, and before the Buffalo Bills traded for Stephon Diggs to help Josh Allen take the next step as a quarterback, getting a true wide receiver one for young quarterbacks is a model most teams have followed. And there's a quote that she has from another reporter that says, yeah, I think it is. But I think if you go back in time, it's always been that way. There's always been that elite receiver on the outside that has impacted the game. These guys are the fresh new guys that we have now. They all come in different sizes, all different shapes, all different players and different skill sets. But it's something that you need to have because they do change the game. Who's Patrick Mahomes' wide receiver one? Patrick Mahomes is doing all of this, all of this, without a true number one wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, that's fine. Last I checked, Travis Kelsey's a tight end. He lost a one wide receiver who is now a Pro Bowl wide receiver and a potential offensive player of the year candidate, and he's been better. Jalen Brown? I'm sorry, A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts has made that team and that offense a little bit better. That's why their offense has been great. The addition of a number one wide receiver. You know who ranks first in points per game? The Chiefs. Hop on board with this one. You know who ranks first in yards per game? The Chiefs. You want me to keep going? You know who ranks first in yards per play? The Chiefs. You know who ranks first in passing yards per game? The Chiefs. First downs a game? The Chiefs. Third down conversions, the Chiefs. Fourth down conversions, the Chiefs. They're doing that without a wide receiver one. In fact, they had one for four years. And yet, Joy Taylor comes out and says, 
they're not going to give Jalen Hurts the MVP, even though he's 13-1. and one. Because I can guarantee you that if Gardner Minshew goes out and beats the sorry-ass Cowboys, they are. They're sorry. They barely beat Houston, and you can say the Chiefs barely beat him too. That's fine. Chiefs beat Jacksonville. Dallas Blue won a 20-point lead against Jacksonville, lost in overtime because of a Dak Prescott interception or a fumble. And yet, they, someone that you don't even mention, at least have a source. At least have some sort of credible source where people are saying, Jalen Hurts, because the source I used is MGM Sportsbook. And the reasoning that they said that Patrick Mahomes lost the credibility of being the MVP two weeks ago was because he had a sorry-ass game against the Denver Broncos. He threw three interceptions, fought with his claw of his fingernails to win the game after losing a 27-0 lead. And then he was great last week. And now there's a chance Jalen Hurts may not play. And guess who's going to continue to play? Patrick Mahomes. Sorry if injuries affect this, but there's no scrutinizing because a fake they doesn't want to give it to Jalen Hurts, or you want to fit a narrative where a guy's just being underappreciated. No one is underappreciating what Jalen Hurts has done this year. Go look at fantasy owners. Go look at fantasy podcasters, myself included. I told everyone Jalen Hurts should have a good year this year. Why? Because of the addition of A.J. Brown and the continued addition of Devonta Smith. And they have a really good run game, and Nick Sirianni is an offensive guy. No one is trying to say that he doesn't deserve it. It's a tough award. It's an award that you have to play a majority of the season. Now, if Patrick Mahomes played week 17 and Jalen Hurts didn't play week 17 and they had identical numbers, then yes, I would say that losing a week doesn't affect it. But that's not the case here. There are four weeks left of the NFL season. There might be three. There's three weeks left of the NFL season. Missing all three of those, that causes a riff. Missing one, missing two, and the other guy only plays one? Come on. Patrick Mahomes might not be 13-1, but he's 11-3. He's 11-3. The MVP should go to Patrick Mahomes. Because without Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs, this team doesn't come close to me personally to nine wins without Jalen hurts on the Eagles. I think they can get to nine wins with the weapons that they have with Gardner Minshew, not being that much of a, I mean, he's not that much better or worse than Chad Henney, but the Eagles aren't 13 and one. I can guarantee you that, but they're probably not five and 12. The chiefs aren't anywhere near the playoffs and they're definitely not setting up First in points per game, yards per game, yards per play, passing yards per game, first downs per game, third down conversions, fourth down conversions. Why are they good on all that? Those are all quarterback-driven stats. With Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, a rookie in Sky Moore, his running back missing four games, his number three wide receiver, number two wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, Cole Hardman, missing four games at least, and losing Tyreek Hill, and yet one, 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 one in all those offensive categories. So, Joy Taylor, no one, no one is saying they don't want to give it to Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes is simply taking it from him. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Sorry, I was cooking there a little bit. Went a little long. Had to go to an abrupt break. That's my fault. Someone says, yeah, I don't know how you could have 5,000 yards and 40-plus total touchdowns, league leads in both, and not be the MVP. So I do think Mahomes has what we call a LeBron or a Jordan or a Kobe effect where they've either won an MVP with numbers that were ridiculously stupid to where it's like now they have to do something that much drastically better in order to ever win it again. It's like Andy Reid. The only way Andy Reid's ever going to win coach of the year is if he goes 15, 16, and 1, whatever the record indicates. So, it's just one of those things where, you know, even the text lines also said, like, Dusty from the 913. Joy Taylor already admitted Mahomes is the best quarterback. Once you say X person is the best quarterback, you're already conceding he should be the MVP. Why shouldn't the MVP go to the go to the best quarterback whom Miss Taylor already admitted was Mahomes? She sank her own argument. I agree. Like I watched that on my phone this afternoon and just kind of thought to myself, this doesn't make sense. This seems like this seems like somebody's trying to create a narrative that doesn't make sense. Because no one is no one is discrediting what somebody has done. I mean, I don't know. It's just up to me. Texan, are we worried 12 guys are really sick this week? Uh, we talked about it on Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney. Um, I'm not really necessarily concerned. Chris Jones was sick. He practiced today. Um, They were kind of joking about it, which kind of makes me think that, um, I don't know, that that maybe there's yes and no. I mean, Colin Saunders was sick. Um, Jody Forston's out with an injury, Pete Sweeney said, and Chris Jones was back at practice. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's a concern. I mean, it's that time of year, man. Like, you can go outside, just breathe and catch a bug. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's nasty out there. Um, but with this segment, may we never forget. Like, for whatever reason this offseason, Molly and Steve, may we have kind of forgotten a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and as good as I right. believe Kansas City will be, right. Right. let's right. not act like right. it ain't going to be a drop-off. I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West, and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Their division is impossible, and it just so happens that I think this might go down for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're an excellent team, but I just don't see them in the postseason. Can, I, can, I, can I help? On the table. It's more than on the table. Every other team, basically, got better, and the Chiefs got worse. If I said that, I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. I said it to McCall Harmon. Listen, you can't be one-sided. Within their division, they're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed the gap. So, again, those are just receipts. And if you want the best, here's Fart Scott. 
Well, this is a repeat uh, statement that I've said, but I said that I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. I said it to McCole Harmon. Listen, you can't be one-sided. Within their division, they're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed the gap. You look at the, co the, the discrepancy in quarterbacks. You can't say Russell Wilson's that far from Patrick Mahomes. You can't say Justin Herbert's that far. But when you look at the comparing the defenses, it, the, the other defense in this league is miles ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to pay the price. It's a reset year for them, Brady. I understand what you're thinking. It's going to be a question of just how bad the defense actually is. Is it below average or is it really terrible? The last two times we saw them against the Bills and against the Bengals, that defense was horrible, and it was exposed, and it put too much pressure on Patrick Mahomes. We saw last year that offense went through some hiccups. Now you don't have somebody that's going to take the top off the defense. If you have a number one corner, you're saying, who I want to put him on? I don't want to waste him on, on Smith Schuster, uh, Valdez Scanley. I can play you straight up. And like, you've never been able to play them straight up with Tyreek Hill taking the safety no matter where he goes. All eyes on him. Now it's going to be all eyes on Patrick Mahomes. Can he lead the team that way in the division that is stacked? A division that is stacked. Um, maybe not. Maybe not there. Um, you know who the teams are with the best third down uh, completion percentages of this season? No surprise. Kansas City, number one, with 51.2% completion percentage on third down. Bills, Eagles, Bengals, Cowboys all follow suit. The worst third down conversion completion percentage, none other than the Denver Broncos. But, you know, they're in a stacked division. And I've waited for Bart Scott to come out and admit that he was wrong, which he never will. But if we go back... To July. This team has done nothing but take it on the chin. That's all we've gotten. All season in this media. Was that. It's the Chargers year. And I'll listen to some people that say. Hey every year somebody picks the Chargers. Because it's like a roulette table right. If it's hit red 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 red. Eventually you have to be start to saying. Hey I think it's going to hit black this time. I think it's going to hit black. And it just keeps hitting red, which means you know nothing about the game. And yet, this team took all of this preseason rubbish right on the chin. Buffalo's the best team in football. They might be. Technically, it's the Eagles. But Buffalo's up there. Patrick Mahomes, plus 900 to win the MVP. No Tyreek Hill, no elite offense. They took all of that directly to the chin and they used it as fuel to burn the entire league. And that's exactly what they've done. I know it's been ugly. And I can nitpick dur during certain games and certain weeks. And I did enough of that on Monday and Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's a new week. Wednesday is officially the beginning of the new week. And... They've done nothing but take that directly on the chin, use it as fuel, and burn the entire league. That's exactly what they've done. And they continue to do so with wins and wins and wins. And yes, it was ugly against Denver. Yes, it was ugly against Houston. And I can't promise you it's going to be clean and pretty versus Seattle. But the Chiefs are doing the most important thing. That's winning football games. And others are doing the same 
but not in the same fashion, right? Denver was supposed to be good. They suck. Vegas was supposed to have a good year again. Get back to the playoffs. Let that coach go that really built that chemistry with that team. Seemed like a wise idea. Probably would have been a little bit cheaper than Josh McDaniel. Didn't work. They can be eliminated from playoff contention this week. The Chargers, they're still fighting, but they're not winning the division. The division is over. Seven straight. And in a year where everyone thought that the offense would take a step back, where Mahomes may not be the great and almighty Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, man, he's just getting older. Travis Kelsey is having his best year. Mahomes is on pace to win his second MVP. Mahomes is on pace to break the all-time passing record in the NFL and throw for 40 touchdowns. And we're close. We're close to seeing vintage Juju Smith-Schuster. This team wasn't supposed to be this good, according to the national media. But you all knew. You know why you guys all knew? Because you watch this team, you follow this team, you know who plays quarterback week in and week out, and you know who is the head coach. Yeah, there's some hiccups. There's some things that need to be polished before you can send that pearl off to the jewelry store for a new ring that comes in Glendale. I get it. But I'm telling you what, you hear all that audio, all those receipts of all those quote-unquote experts why don't you guys come out? Why don't you come out of the uh, of the hiding area that you're in and be like, you know what? We got it wrong. Stephen A. Smith, I'm waiting. Bart Scott, patiently waiting. Joy Taylor, whenever you're ready. Let it out. It's fine. You got it wrong. I'm one that always admits when I'm wrong. You can ask the text line in Kansas City, 913-586-7610, multiple times, a show. I say the wrong dumb thing. I've called Justin Reed, Eric Reed, 47 times this year. And I get reminded every time. I've called Kenny Walker, Kyle Walker, six consecutive times on a fantasy show. Admitted I was wrong. What say you, national media? What say you? Because all I can ever think about is this. Well, this is a repeat uh, statement that I've said, but I said that I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. I said it to McCole Harmon. Listen, you can't be one-sided. Within their division, they're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed the gap. You look at the, co- the, the discrepancy in quarterbacks. You can't say Russell Wilson's that far from Patrick Mahomes. You can't say Justin Herbert's that far. But when you look at the comparing the defenses, it, the, the other defenses in this league is miles ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to pay the price. It's a reset year for them, right? I understand what you're thinking. It's going to be a question of just how bad the defense actually is. Is it below average or is it really terrible? The last two times we saw them against the Bills and against the Bengals, that defense was horrible, and it was exposed, and it put too much pressure on Patrick Mahomes. We saw last year that offense went through some hiccups. Now you don't have somebody that's going to take the top off the defense. If you have a number one corner, you're saying, who I want to put him on? I don't want to waste him on, on Smith-Schuster, uh, Valdez-Scanley. I can play you straight up. And like you've never been able to play them straight up with Tyreek Hill taking the safety no matter where he goes, all eyes on him. Now it's going to be all eyes on Patrick Mahomes. Can he lead the team that way in the division that is stacked? Or it's all eyes on you, Bart Scott. Speaking of all eyes, it's been Shark Week the last two weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, closing out the first segment. I want to give credit to Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. This isn't a MVP conversation. This isn't a... I want to... I want to give credit where credit's due. Quarterbacks that seem to get it always get their offensive linemen a great gift. Patrick Mahomes gifted his entire offensive line, starters and backups, an entire full set of tailor-made golf clubs. I could tell you how much my golf clubs cost. They're nice. They're good. They're good golf clubs. Here's the thing. I paid for them out of pocket. So if I'm an offensive lineman, and I've never played golf before, which I can imagine is pretty tough. I, I watched Mitchell Schwartz's journey to be a golf club or a golf uh, a golfer throughout his life. He's getting better. I mean, it helps that he has a golf simulator in his house. He's retired, has a lot of money. Um, that's a good recipe to become a good golfer, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but I want to give credit where credit's due. And Patrick Mahomes, uh, proud of you. You uh, you got your entire offensive lineman golf clubs, golf balls, tailor made. Nice clubs. They got a bag. They have covers. Everything. Must be nice. But hey, man, you get a quarterback, the MVP with protection, and three of your guys are on the Pro Bowl roster. Must be nice. Must be nice. Um, from the 913, I had a lot of people say that I was crazy that I said media wasn't picking the Chiefs to win the division this year and that they would like that competition. Um, yeah. I think so. I, I to allude to the last conversation we just had, um, the gap between Mahomes and Russell Wilson damn near made me wreck my car. I was laughing so hard. Right? Yeah. Mister Mister Un Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't doing. Um. I don't know, man. What are your What are your thoughts on Cleet Blakeman officiating our game this week? And I feel like he's as bad as the as the other guy, Sheffers. Uh, I mean, I, sure. I don't know. I mean, I hope not, right? You you hope that the guy's not that good. You, you'd kind of wish you could maybe slide into his DMs. Hey, man, you don't want that smoke of the Chiefs crowd. You remember that one guy that, dang, that damn near pissed his pants saying that there was no flag on the play? I forget what game that was this year, but he almost cried. He did cry. So I, I will tell you that there is there is definitely some some fear that this crowd can put into the to the refs, especially there's people out there wearing wolf costumes. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm done. Not gonna do it. You think we see an abundance of wolf costumes? Yes. Okay. I advise that they don't do it, but I I, I think that we will. Uh, I think that we will. Might be a good number of copycats. Yeah. I thought about changing my nickname. From the Dirty Werewolf. They're just not having one. 
the 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 host formerly known as the Wolf. Uh, Bleacher Report asked the question: Who's the biggest Pro Bowl snub this year? Tua, Austin Eckler, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, well, I know that Christian McCaffrey, there's some stuff going around that basically like he was voted on by the fans, but the players vetoed his selection. He got vetoed by the players. I'm pretty sure there. I think I liked it. If not, I need to go back and find it. Yeah, here it is. Um, Christian McCaffrey led all NFC running backs in fan voting. Him not making it would fall on players and coaches not voting him in according to the new system the NFL has in place. Your running backs in the NFC are Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, and Kyle Juszczyk. <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk made it as a running back? Teammate Yikes. of Christian McCaffrey. Yikes. Uh, yeah, not good. Your AFC running backs are the obvious, um, minus Pat Ricard. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. But you have to have a fullback, I guess, is what counts. I guess that's why Juszczyk and uh, Ricard get in there. Or maybe it's Richard. That'd be, a, that'd be hilarious if his name is Pat Richard. I don't think it's Richard. I mean, you thought Grady Dick had a great nickname. Uh, but Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, all ahead of Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, but yeah, it said he, according to, uh, uh, to Ari Merov, uh, Christian McCaffrey led all NFC running backs in fan voting. Him not making it would fall on players and coaches not voting him in according to the system the NFL has in place. Also, the only thing that is positive about the Pro Bowl is the incentives that come with it. Somebody says, here comes the airplane. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Oh, man. It's just interesting um, how much people think the Pro Bowl matters. And I do I do want to get into the, the Frank Clark discussion uh, on the other side. But before we do that, Grant, Brooke Lopez just needs a point. Bobby Portis has six rebounds. He needs two more. And Donovan Mitchell needs four points. It's it's right there. I mean, I can taste it. Is it is right there. We got 12 minutes. Ooh. We got 12 minutes. I'm very, very, very nervous. Pete Sweeney's nervous, too. I mean, there it's, it's he's got a lot of money on this part. We all got skin in the game, but he's he went all out. We're on to the fourth quarter. It is 77-93, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Love for the Bucks to make a little run here. Tighten it up, keep the starters in a little longer. In case you were wondering, our parlay Wednesday, we needed Giannis to have 27 and a half. He finished the third quarter with 29. We need Brooke Lopez with 10 and a half. He has 10. We need Bobby Portis with seven and a half rebounds. He has six. And we need Donovan Mitchell to have 24 and a half. He has 25. Donovan Mitchell, I believe, has hit our parlay leg, which would mean Grant. Which would mean, Grant. So we, we need a single point from Brooke Lopez. We need a single point from Brooke Lopez, and we need two, two rebounds, rebounds from Bobby from Portis. Portis. We got 12 <laughs> minutes to do it. We got an hour left of this show, Grant. Let's ride or die together, man. We come back, I'll talk about Frank Clark and why I think it's the perfect time of year, like every single year. Not Christmas, it's Shark Week. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.